feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. are listening to the Rita Cosby show. Well, it is a busy time in politics. We're going to be talking about later on in the show, a big announcement coming from President Trump. He is saying that tomorrow expect a major, major announcement. Uh, He is the king of knowing how to do a good tease. And it wasn't that long ago, remember, that he actually announced he was running for president. So far, he's the only buddy there on the GOP side and, by the way, on the Democratic side, because Biden hasn't even announced yet. So the big question is, what will he be announcing? And the timing's really interesting, because as we're looking at it all, it comes where on Monday it's going to be the final January 6th committee hearing. They are supposed to be voting on potential criminal referrals. I mean, that's a big deal. It could be potentially a criminal referral even against the president or someone else uh, tied to January 6th. And then they're going to do their final report. And then these criminal referrals go to the very partisan DOJ. So, boy, is this a very interesting, complex time. And, boy, high politics, too. Um, I remember not that long ago I was talking to Dick Morris And Dick Morris was saying that he thinks the president, the former president of the United States, will be charged. He thinks that there will be a criminal referral, and then it will probably go to the DOJ, the very partisan DOJ, the same DOJ that said that parents are domestic terrorists. Well, of course, you know that they'll take anything. Um, Then he expects some charge to go there, but he still ultimately expects that President Trump will continue running, that he'll be the nominee, and he still thinks he'll be the next president of the United States. So it could sound obviously really enormous when you hear about a criminal referral, again, if it goes towards the president of the United States. But then there are all these rumors, and it sort of even started, believe it or not, from Jamie Raskin, who is a Democrat, Maryland Democrat, who was on the January 6th committee, suggesting that maybe Trump might be thinking about doing something else like House Speaker. So, boy, it's getting really interesting. This could be a big, big week in politics. And it wasn't that long ago, again, that President Trump announced he was running for president at Mar-a-Lago. Remember this statement? Hello, everybody. I'm pleased to announce that I'm running for president of the United States and together, We are going to make our country safe, prosperous, great, and glorious again. Under Joe Biden, we're a nation in decline, but our movement has the power to save America, and we must do that. We can once again build the greatest economy in the history of the world. We can bring back strong borders. We can give our police the support they need and the respect they deserve. And we can restore hope to communities all across our land. This campaign will decide the fate of our entire nation, and we must win. I'm asking each of you to join us in this great national effort. Get online, sign up, donate, take action, volunteer, get organized, talk to your neighbors. Together, we will save our country, and we will make America great again. 
And then here is the announcement that he teased on his Truth Social. Take a listen. America needs a superhero. And then it says, stay tuned. It is so classic Trump. So classic Trump with the uh, superheroes motto. It's like a scene out of Marvel Comics. And he said he is ready to make a big, big announcement tomorrow. So I'm going to take your calls later on in the show. What do you think that big announcement is? Uh, Does it have to do with maybe him running for Speaker of the House? Uh, Does it have to do with something with social media? Where do you think it's going Uh, You know, when Trump says it, there's going to be something really interesting and a lot of people are going to be tuning in. He didn't say what time. So we're going to be glued to that to see what it is. 1-800-848-9222. Meantime, one thing for sure, we need Trump right now going to the border and fixing things because it is a total, total disaster at our U.S. southern border. I cannot believe what I have been hearing in the last 24 hours in terms of the statistics, the overwhelming statistics of how many people have actually crossed our U.S. southern border. Um, To me, this is just so concerning. When you hear that, get this, Kevin McCarthy is predicting what is one of the most enormous numbers I think you can ever imagine. We've already seen what we believe is about 5.5 million who have crossed our border. Those are the ones we know and the, quote, gotaways that have crossed our U.S. southern border under President Biden, who keeps saying, oh, no, the border's secure. The border's secure. Mallorca was down at the border early this week. Oh, it's fine. They're asking for more money. They're not asking for more money, the White House, to Congress. They're asking three or four billion dollars. First of all, it's not just a drop in the bucket. And they're not asking the money to create more enforcement. They're basically asking for more money so they can hurry up and process migrants quicker. What an insult at a time where our border is so wide open and they think we're like an unlimited sieve of money and not even again for enforcement. It's to basically hurry up and get them into the country quicker. Then they're going to ask for more of them to suddenly get, quote, amnesty. And you can see where this is going. We are such a disaster as a country on our southern border. And the fact that our president still has not gone and visited the border, he didn't even do it as a candidate. He didn't do it in his time in the Senate. And he's not even doing it as the president of the United States. That is outrageous. He is so falling woefully short for the responsibility of a president. It is to keep our border safe. It's to keep our country safe. And he doesn't seem to care one lick about it, nor does the White House. They just kind of laugh about it. They just think, oh, it's kind of funny. Ha, ha, ha. No big deal. And, you know, why would he go to the border? Why is that important? What an insult that is. What are your thoughts about this, guys? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And in the middle of this, some of these numbers that I got to read you, these are astounding. In the last two and a half months in the United States, because the fiscal year started technically for all the folks at the Border Patrol, more than 505,000 migrant encounters have happened. 
Just to give you a sense of how big of a number that is, and this is before Title 42 has been lifted, which is supposed to happen next week. In the year of 2020, the fiscal year alone, that year they only had 450,000. So in the whole year, they had less than the amount of migrant encounters that we have had in the last two and a half months. And the floodgates have not even opened yet. That's what is so stunning to everybody. And when the floodgates open, boy, get ready. Because some of the numbers that we've seen are just going to look like a drop in the bucket at that point. Kevin McCarthy, who's expected to be the House Speaker, barring some interesting development there from uh, Trump or who knows what, uh, Kevin McCarthy said today an astounding number that is getting quoted everywhere that spells dire trouble for our country. Take a listen to what he had to say about how many could cross starting next week during the next two years of this very weak Biden administration. Take a listen. Title 42 simply says when someone enters our country illegally from another nation, we send them back to their country. When you do that, it stops illegal immigration from coming. But this this administration will not uphold that. There is projections that it would be 13 million more people going to cross this border illegally in the next two years under the Biden administration. He won't even go and tour the border. He's been in office in more than 40 years and has never been to it. How does he understand what's going on? Yeah, how does he know what's going on? If you don't even care about going down to the border, then how are you going to fix it? How are you going to have a sense of what really needs to be done? He just wants to say, hey, let's keep sending money. Let's keep sending money. And again, they are not changing policy. And the audacity of it all is the White House, Corinne Jean-Pierre, of course, the White House press secretary for President Biden, she is blaming the GOP. I mean, this is like such classic bait and switch. Take a listen to what she had to say. We put the question to co- to Congress, and what what are they going to do here? What, Republicans are asking, uh, you know, how are we going to secure the border? I've listed out on ways that we've tried and work to work on that, uh, but we're also wanting to do this on a bipartisan way. Republicans know how to work with us, so why don't they work with us on this particular issue uh, that is important to uh, important to Americans uh, across the country? Yeah, right. In other words, the Republicans don't really care. They are sitting there every day begging, saying, please send people down. The border agents are saying, please send people down. Here is Kevin McCarthy responding to that outrageous statement from the White House press secretary. They don't want to work at all. They have destroyed this border. We don't even have operational control anymore. Think about what your story just portrayed. 1.5 million fentanyl pills in one week. One crossing from 42 different countries. This didn't used to be this way. It didn't used to be this way. And in fact, under President Trump, it was not. That's why we need somebody like President Trump overseeing the border, or at least that same philosophy. You know, it's amazing. Arizona, by the way, started putting these steel containers, sort of those shipping containers, in some places where the border wall wasn't completed, as we know. And guess what's happening? The Biden administration is now suing the state of Arizona for using those shipping containers to create sort of a fake border wall, if you will. I mean, this is outrageous. They don't even want a border. It's like if you try to put a border wall, boy, we're going to sue you and say that that's an illegal move. Well, Kevin McCarthy says things are going to change awfully quick starting January 3rd when the GOP takes over the House. Here he is. 
the difference that's going to happen in 20 days from now on January 3rd, I will move hearings to the border. So these committees in Congress in Washington won't hold these hearings here. It'll be at the border. So the Democrats can no longer avoid the situation. They've got to learn firsthand what is going on. They are going to learn firsthand. And guess what? January 3rd cannot come fast enough. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dom. Line 7. Dom, your thoughts about this. And when we just heard Kevin McCarthy, I, I mean, my jaw dropped. I remember when I heard it, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Did I hear it right? Hear it right? 13 million, he's saying, Dom, could pass across across our border, southern border alone, in the next two years under this Biden administration. That is a stunning number. Yeah, Rita, you know, it took me 10 years to become a proud citizen of this country way back in the 90s. We were we went back and forth to the ICE office so many times that all the law enforcement officers of the Immigration Center became our good friends. So it was like, hey, come on in, let's get you processed or whatever. You know, we were so proud to go through the official process now they've cheapened this was this was such a valuable thing to acquire and they've cheapened the process so much it's lost its value because of what biden is doing you know the democratic party is coming apart at the seams tulsi gabbard left it kristen cinema left it aoc has i think some playing against her so i don't know what's going on i guess biden is not doing the leading he's not the potus he is just a pinacolata you know, he's, Joe Biden is Democrats, Pinnacolata, president in name only, Cola. That's what he is. Somebody is pulling his strings. That's that's what's sad about it. Yeah, and, and the fact, you know, it's interesting, Dom. Do you think he's going to run for president again? Because he keeps delaying this sort of said announcement, you know. And he, at first, it sounded like, yeah, for sure he's going to run. Then he said he's going to, like, talk about it with his family over Thanksgiving. Then Biden, now the latest was that he's going to wait until early next year. Um, where, do you think he's actually going to run again? Um, and do you think he'll be aware I, I, if he runs again? <laughs> well, well he, he, I, I doubt it because just this afternoon I saw a TV ad by the ultra liberals said, don't run Joe.com. I saw that They're too, all, a progressive yeah. group. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. They're begging him. They're like, please, yeah. we're begging you. His own people are saying don't run. So I, I don't know, 50-50, because I filled up my car today. The gas was under $3. He's going to tout that. Not, not, nothing to do with him. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I hope he runs because he's going to lose if he runs. Yeah, I don't even know if he'll be aware that he runs. I mean, that's a whole other thing, too. What a mess this is. Dom, thank you. And you're right what you brought up about how the process that people who worked hard like you um, and boy, I, you know, I love when you call into the show, Dom. I know that you're such a proud American. You care about this country. You care about the values of this country. Um, you are such a patriot. And you're the kind of person who America wants uh, the best and the brightest and taking the time and really caring, working hard and appreciating what it means to be an American. And and you brought up that great point that you just said where it kind of cheapens the process. And and it's like, you know, oh, it doesn't mean that much, sadly, if you give it away so easily. To me, it's a gift um, and it's a gem to be an American. It's the best in the world. It's it's the most wonderful, extraordinary place in the world. And you're right. If you suddenly start handing it out like, you know, like freebies, um, it, it it's not something that people work for or appreciate as much when you work hard for something and you finally get it. Then you go, oh, gosh, you know, you really value it. And it saddens me to hear that, but I think you're spot on in so many ways. The fact that they're handing it out like, you know, like candy canes at Christmas, that is not a good thing. 
Uh, and I like your uh, pina colada reference. That was a good one, Dom. Thank you very much. I like pina coladas, by the way, so I'll take that. one 800 848 And we'll continue with your calls after the break. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Christmas cheer. Of course, the holiday. I can't believe it is right around the corner. But guess what happens before Christmas? Title 42 is going to be lifted. That's some sort of Christmas gift for the border agents and for all of us. That's going to happen on December 21st. It is literally a week away. And people are expecting that the floodgates will open. And in fact, if you think things are bad already at the border when you see these images... My goodness, there are apparently thousands upon thousands that are waiting in Matamoros, Mexico, right across the border. And as soon as Title 42 is lifted, they are running right for the border as if it's not open enough. They know it's going to be much more open than so much that Kevin McCarthy is predicting 13 million migrants coming in. 13 million migrants more coming in in the next two years under the Biden administration. That is a stunning number. Here is Congresswoman Beth Van Dyne talking about the Biden's plan, basically saying they just want it to be a big old neon sign and they're putting America in huge danger. The threat of pulling Title 42, we had said it. They continue mm-hmm. to push it. We went to court. The, the Biden administration fought us in court. And now they're getting rid of one of the last tools in the toolbox that could help us actually um, help us um, secure our border. This administration is hell-bent on opening the border and taking everything off the table. They want to take it all off the table. Let's go to Judith. Line 8. Judith, your thoughts about all this? Hi, Rita. Good evening. You know something? I'm listening to you, and I'm, I have to tell you, President, Bi- President Biden, he wants this non-stream of illegals. He said so in 2015 as vice president, because I saw him on the video. He was saying exactly this. This is what he wants, uh, Rita. That's why he's not going to the border. He's thrilled with this for some odd reason. And I have to tell you something. Immigration should be with quotas, and it should be legal. And you need to vet people, okay? And you need to make sure they don't bring diseases, okay? It's like there are, I'm sorry to say, idiots that say this country is a country of immigrants. Yeah, but not like this, okay? Not with giving benefits, not giving hotel stays, not doing any of this stuff. I think almost a million people have come through the border unvetted. They don't even know who they are. For all we know, with 105 countries, this is out of control. Number one for the president of the United States is to make sure that the security is number one, okay? And we are so insecure, Rita. We are really vulnerable. Never mind the taxpayers that it's on the backs of us having to pay God knows what with all these people coming in. It's like not sustainable. And you know what, Rita? 
Where is the outrage of Mitch McConnell and the other rhinos? I want to know. I don't hear a word. Yeah, no, Where you're they? right. They, they, they are not saying a word, and you're absolutely right. You know, it's amazing, too, Judith, in the middle of all this, um, they mm-hmm. are also asking, the White House is asking for like three to four billion, that's billion with a B, they're going to start asking Congress to prepare to have that kind of money so when Title 42 is lifted, to be able to facilitate things at the border. They're not saying, this is what's astounding, they're not saying to add extra law enforcement to, like, block the border, to secure it. No, they are talking about spending more money so they can process people through. And they're even talking about having flights, migrant flights, from places like Nicaragua and Cuba and elsewhere, so they don't even have to worry about the border. They'll just fly them in. I mean, what what's your reaction? Real quick, Judith, this is amazing. Judith, we lost you there. Anyway, we'll continue calls, everybody, after the break. It is astounding. They are thinking of shipping them on planes from a number of countries, including Cuba. Let's make it easier. What is wrong with these people? This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a powerful story coming from Paso Robles, California, where just a few days ago, the police, fire and emergency services there responded to a report of a man who was trapped in the Salinas Riverbed. They had heavy rainfall in that area and it caused the Salinas River levels to rise, which in turn left a man stranded on dry land but completely surrounded by water. So the police and firefighters located the victim early in the morning. They immediately blocked off the roads. They began their water rescue on the Salinas River. And once in contact with the victim, they began working on extraction procedures. And by 7 a.m., the rescue teams and the victim were thankfully safe and back on dry land. Amazingly, the victim was uninjured and he they provided further assistance with important warning measures and also tried to do whatever they could to help him prevent hypothermia. Uh, needless to say, it was very cold. The Salinas Riverbed is said to be extremely hazardous during these heavy rainfall events, and all are advised not to enter the riverbed. But thankfully, this man is okay, thanks to the great work of police, fire, and emergency services. And by the way, everybody, the holidays, as you know, are here And it's time to help make a big difference. This holiday season, the Red Apple Audio Network is teaming up with the great Tunnel to Towers Foundation for our annual holiday radiothon. I'm so excited about this. This Thursday, tomorrow, December 15th, from 6 a.m. to noon Eastern Time, help us raise money for the Tunnel to Tower Foundation's Season of Hope. This organization is so incredible, of course, founded by the great Frank Siller in honor of his brother, Stephen Siller, who ran through the tunnels, ran to the towers and had full gear and never made it back home. And boy, everybody part of this organization, what a great tribute to Stephen Siller and to all the heroes of 9-11. And again, since then, all the great veterans, first responders, Um, and also law enforcement, and, of course, their families. They provide smart homes, and they do mortgage-free homes. They do such incredible work. And all the money that we're raising in this holiday radiothon will bring hope to America's military and first responder heroes 
and again, their families. And it is so important this holiday season. And you don't have to wait until tomorrow. Right now, you can donate $11 a month or more at T2T. That's number two, T2T.RitaCosbyOnline.com. Happy holidays, everybody. And thank you so much from the Red Apple Audio Network and Tunnel to Towers. So go to T2T.RitaCosbyOnline.com and make a difference for these brave American heroes so this incredible organization can keep going year-round to honor them and their families. It is such a great, great mission. T2T.RitaCosbyOnline.com. And I'll be talking about it tomorrow night, too, as well. The Radiothon again tomorrow. Make sure you also tune in for that. It is such an honor to be a part of it. Well, we are talking about what's going on in the border, and this is amazing. In just the last few days, 1.5 million fentanyl pills have been seized in just one port of entry in Arizona. 1.5 million fentanyl pills. Just to give you an idea, we had somebody from the DEA, uh, New York special agent in charge, Frank Tarantino, who was on our show a couple days ago, and he was talking about how toxic fentanyl is, that it's like a little grain of salt. I mean, you can barely see it, you know, a little grain of salt, like one or two of those little grains is enough to basically kill somebody. So can you imagine 1.5 million pills? Many of them are these rainbow pills that look kind of appealing for like young kids, which is so scary. And so many people are taking them not aware that these pills are laced with deadly fentanyl. And things are so bad that there was a traffic stop recently, as we've been talking about our great police officers, a Florida police officer, uh, Tavares Officer Courtney Bannock. She had to be administered the opioid overdose reversing drug because she was laying motionless on the side of a road just recently this week. She found narcotics, which police believed contained the deadly fentanyl, And it was rolled up in a dollar bill inside the vehicle that she and other officers pulled over. Can you imagine just doing a routine stop? They found some drugs inside a dollar bill inside a vehicle. And shortly thereafter, she began struggling to breathe. Um, This is just a dramatic, unbelievable scene. Thank goodness she is okay. But it just shows how deadly and how toxic this drug is. And also how dangerous it is even for officers who are trying to stop somebody who's smuggling it in. Take a listen. Here's a little bit of what happened in that traffic stop. Here's some of the sound from that traffic stop. 47. Come on, Courtney. Hey, listen. Come on. Come on, Courtney. Get an ambulance bag. Get an ambulance bag. You're good, Courtney. You're good. She's breathing. Hey, stay with me, okay? Breathe. 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 Right? Did you hit her with both? I know, I know. Did you give her two? Gave her both. Okay. Yep, that's Roll for it. Wow, how scary is that to hear what was going on? At that moment, by the way, too, to add insult to injury, there's a New York City immigrant family uh, that was separated under President Trump's border policy. Remember, at one point he was separating uh, the family, the children and the others. 
um, because they didn't want to send the children back. And there were, you know, families that were coming in, a lot of people bringing in kids, some of them not even their own kids, just so they could stay with somebody and stay into the country. And now this New York City immigrant family that was separated under the Trump border policy is seeking reparations in a lawsuit saying that they suffered so much damage because they were separated. And the fact that they had this policy where they were going in and out of different detention centers, some were deported, some were separated, that it was 792 days, they said, of forced separation, mistreatment at the detention centers and deportation. I'm sure it was tough stuff. But they're now suing the federal government saying they deserve money. I mean, are you kidding me? They came to the country illegally. Some of them stayed. Some were deported. They were separated. They're together again. And now they're filing suit in New York court. They filed suit actually on Monday on behalf, uh, let's see, in Brooklyn federal court, basically saying that the Trump administration was mean to them and owes them money for being separated without warning. Well, maybe they shouldn't have come to the country illegally without warning. I mean, the, the cojones of these people. And guess what? I bet you anything the Biden administration will be happy to pay it. They're paying them anyway. Might as well pay them for reparations, right? I mean, they're paying them for every single thing they want to do anyway. They're asking for more taxpayer money. You can bet they're probably incentivizing people to file suit. This is outrageous. But think about the audacity of this family saying that, guess what? They deserve reparations because they were separated because they came to the country illegally. Uh, if the Biden administration pays them a dime, and I bet you again they will, shame on them. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Robert, line eight. Robert, your thoughts about this. Hi, Rita. This is so out of control. I would say we have to do three things. One, file criminal complaints against the politicians and bureaucrats who are enabling this to happen, not following the law. They're violating our civil rights wholesale. The other thing, if that doesn't succeed and bring change, we have to protect our border ourselves because the government is not doing it for us like they are charged to under the law and the Constitution. Wait, so Robert, hang on one second. You got to two. Um, What do you suggest people should do if they're going to take the law in their own hands, what are you talking about? That there should be some sort of security force down there? Because, boy, I can't even imagine living there. Like El Paso, by the way, is so overrun. Apparently, the shelters are so overrun. And a lot of these, uh, you know, government agency facilities are all overrun. The charities are overrun. They're literally dumping thousands of people, apparently, on the streets of El Paso and saying, good luck. You know, see ya. Um, I can't imagine if you lived in El Paso right now, because apparently people are showing up on their driveway, showing up in their homes, showing up in their barns and their farms. Uh, I mean, it is just a zoo. It's the Wild West. What What do you suggest people do? Have our own security forces. Citizen patrols. And they could shoot at them, but not hit them. But if they shoot back, then you know they're cartel people. Then shoot them. Wow. You are hardcore, Robert, because that 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 opens up. That means like you're getting like a grandma in a fight with the cartel. Guess what? I don't know. Maybe some of those Texas grandmas, maybe my bet would be on the Texas grandma on that fight. They're pretty good. They have some pretty good shots down there. There's some good Annie Oakley's down there. 
Uh, but that's a dangerous stuff. And, and listen, law enforcement, there are so many great law enforcement people down there that know what to do. The problem is the Biden administration doesn't want them to do it. I mean, that's the sad reality. Robert, thank you. Interesting perspective for sure. Uh, let's go to Rick. Line three. Rick, your thoughts about what's going on in our wide open southern border. Hello, beautiful Rita. It's a catastrophe. Um, just about what that guy just said. The fact that there aren't people down at the border taking pot shots with high-powered rifles proves that America isn't full of white supremacists, for one thing. Well, and listen, I think Americans, we are such a generous, incredibly generous country, Rick. And I, I always say, and I've said this, I never blame anybody for wanting to come to this great country. It is the best country in the world. It's amazing. And I think we all have enormous hearts. And we want the best for these people, too. I mean... I, you know, you don't want to see these people like uh, sleeping out on the streets and thrown it. How is that humane? You know, Rick, this new policy, like, let's just talk about what's happening. I brought up in El Paso. El Paso, in the last few days, apparently they have allowed thousands of people to just basically be let out like at a bus stop or let out under a three-way bridge or a park because all of the shelters are completely overrun. They have no beds. They have no no place to put them. So many are coming. And this is before Title 42. So how is that humane to do to these people who are searching for a better life to just kind of leave them under a throughway bridge or on the streets of El Paso or at a bus stop? Uh, that's not, you know, that's not that's not humane, Rick, right? I mean, the humane thing is stay in your country. We'll figure it out. If you deserve asylum, we'll do it the right way. We'll monitor. We'll check it. We'll vet you. And then we'll let you through. Um, I mean, don't you think that that's a much more considerate way than saying, hey, good luck, sleep on the streets, and who knows what's going to happen to you? They don't care if they sleep on the street as long as they can get them registered as a Democrat and get them to vote. They, they don't care about human life at all. I mean, they don't care about the small children that are getting kidnapped and turned into sex slaves. They don't care if people drown in the river. They don't care about the fentanyl deaths. How about how much terrorism we're setting ourselves up for right now with all the gotaways? It's not the people that are stopping and checking in. It's the gotaways that are the rapists and the murderers and, and prisoners they let out of South American jails and said, leave and go to America or we're putting you back in jail. No, and the problem is, Rick, as you understand, is that they are not vetting people. There's no way. They can't vet them. There's way too many of them. So much of it is this honor system, too. I mean, that's the other thing, too. It's like, uh, come back, uh, you know, if you can, in two or three years. Are you kidding me? They came into this country illegally. The percentage that actually show up for these court dates, you know, it's it's like single digits. They don't come back because guess what? They know they can get away with it. And they just kind of go under the radar. Um, and by the way, I was seeing in, in the state of California, a third of the workforce is basically illegals. I mean, a third of the workforce in that enormous state of California is illegal. So, you know, this is an industry and they know that they can just kind of get lost in the system and other people also, you know, take advantage of it too. I mean, there's a lot of sides to this. Uh, Rick, thank you very, very much. Um, let's go to Matt. Uh, Matt, line four, your thoughts about this. Uh, yeah, really quickly, uh, you know, just to get a little bit of a backgrounder on uh, the immigration situation writ large, uh, you know, and this has been going on for decades. I mean, this didn't happen overnight under the Biden administration. I just want to remind you that, you know, Ronald Reagan in 1986, he actually passed an amnesty that legalized 
millions of Mexican illegals, mostly Mexicans, but, you know, uh, Central Americans, South Americans, whatever, millions of illegals that came to the United States illegally crossed the border. They were granted asylum under Ronald Reagan, the arch conservative president. So oh, again, yeah. No, no, no. And by the way, there have been. There's no question about it. But but let me just repeat the number I just said to you of recent years. Um, you know, uh, Matt, in 2020, there were 450,000 crossings in that fiscal year. So far in the last two and a half months, there's been 505,000. I mean, that's, you know, do the math. This is an overwhelming, overwhelming number. Uh, it is just absolutely stunning. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are talking about the massive situation at the border. Again, Kevin McCarthy saying estimates today could mean 13 million more illegal border crossings into the United States under this very weak Biden administration with Title 42 set to be lifted in about a week. Unbelievable. It's so bad that even Democrat Henry Cuellar says there's a problem. Looking at uh, the repercussions from inaction uh, from the administration, I'm a Democrat. I want to be constructive to the administration. I don't just go and visit the border once in a while. I live yeah. there. I talk to the men and women there, and we and the communities there. We have to have uh, some changes, without a doubt. And he also says that this is something that has to happen pronto. Time is, is, is of the essence right now. There's a way that you can provide respect and dignity to the people that are coming to the border. But at one time or another, you just got to enforce the law. And, uh, and if enforcing the law means deporting some people that are not supposed to be here or changing the rules where uh, asylum seekers can seek asylum abroad somewhere or do it in a orderly way coming through our ports of entry instead of in between ports, there are things that we can do. Sending more money for technology, for equipment, for personnel, all that is important. I understand that. But you got to have the right policies in place. Yeah, you got to have the right policies in place as opposed to just kind of let's put more money so we can get more in and then suddenly give an enormous blanket amnesty. This is a mess. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Judith. Line 8. Judith, your thoughts about all this? Hi. Um, I wonder if you was aware of the new legislation that was just signed Monday by Governor Hochul changing the word alien to non-citizen and illegal immigrant to undocumented non-citizen. I wonder what perks go along with that. 
Yeah, you know what? You are absolutely right. That I mean, to me, this is the most ridiculous thing. Uh, why is why is she not like encouraging President Biden to go to the border as opposed to spending time on semantics? To me, uh, you're absolutely right. She changed the words to be more, quote, politically correct. Uh, but yet the Democrats are doing nothing to fix the border. They're, they're just caught up in it's like, you know, it's like the pronouns thing. They're spending all the time on the pronouns and not doing anything with problems. It to me is just it just this is a, a perfect example of just what a lack of uh, direction on priorities. It, it's astounding. Judith, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, let's go to Marianne. Uh, Marianne, your thoughts about all this. Hi, Vita. I would like to say that what the comment that someone said about Reagan is not true. It was around 3 million people that were here from years and years and years and decades of being here. These people did not come mostly through the borders, but they came with a legal visa, as, uh, uh, and it was not from the border. What about the okay. situation now, Marion, too? The situation was caused by the Biden administration because he is creating an, an, an army of people to fight against the Republicans and, and any American citizen when people will raise up and make a civil war here. These people are going to be armed and making them fight against the Americans here to take this country. So that's what's going on. People don't see what is going on beside, be, before this. He said that he was going to take over just to change everything that we have. This is why he destroyed our oil, our energy. He bring this country to a war unnecessarily that we, we were able, we would have been able to negotiate that. Now, China is saying that they're going to send airstrikes against uh, Taiwan after Nancy Pelosi and this president. And Marion, 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 just to keep you focused, there's a lot of stuff there, but I hear what you're saying. He, there are so many disasters, and I think it's weak president, it's weak borders, and that's sort of the common denominator with everything that you're saying. And, and I, it, is, it is astounding what a difference things are. I 1,000% agree with you. Uh, let's go to Lamar, uh, line three. Lamar, your thoughts about this? Well, good evening, Ms. Coles. I'm going to make it fast. Uh, I'm on the job right now, and uh, we heard uh, the comments of several of us did, and we just had, I just had to call and give the consensus. Uh, this country doesn't owe anything to anybody. We have one in six American children facing hunger in this country. We've got veterans, some of them combat veterans, sleeping on the streets of our city in New York, and we have illegal alien criminals being put up in three- and four-star hotels in midtown Manhattan. Everything that we were told in this country could not be done. Donald John Trump did it, and he did it in four years. We were told that the border could not be controlled. Donald John Trump brought law and order to that border. We were told for years that uh, the situation with North Korea could not be resolved. He brought that regime to heal. We were told by one president after another that we could not get, we could not leave. Uh, we could not uh, call Jerusalem the one and only capital of Israel. Donald John Trump did that. We were told that we couldn't find peace in the Middle East. That man personally brokered the Abraham Accords. That man did one thing after another that we were told could never be done. And if the American people do not realize 
realize that we don't need somebody like Donald John Trump because there is no one like him. We need Donald John Trump back in the Oval Office. And for the American people to reject that man, they will do so at their own peril and at the demise and collapse of this country. God bless Donald John Trump. Wow, Lamar, you got a lot of passion there. And by the way, I don't think Donald John Trump is doing anything other than continuing for his bid for the White House. In fact, in the next hour, we're going to talk about he has a big announcement tomorrow. Uh, Some people are saying, is he going to run for House Speaker? No, I don't see him doing anything other than continue the path for president. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, it's another big day in a matter of hours in Trump world, and he loves to keep people on their toes. And tomorrow he is saying there is some big announcement that is coming from him. What do you think it is? Uh, Some are speculating uh, that it has something to do with his race for president. I don't think it has anything to do with that in terms of him changing that. He is the only candidate so far who's announced, remember, that he's running uh, on either side. And so I don't see anything like that changing. Some people are saying maybe he's going to say he's going to run for House Speaker, that he would like to be in contention for House Speaker. He could be the person to bring all the sides together. Uh, I don't see that happening either. Um, and the reason I, I, I say that, Trump is not somebody who's going to want to be a uh, House Speaker. If you've been president of the United States... It would be unusual. I mean, the one thing with the House Speaker, you just have to get voted on by other people in the party. Um, And right now, there may not be enough votes for Kevin McCarthy. They'll probably get there because he has an overwhelming amount of votes, just not enough. But he can probably rally the base uh, and rally everybody else in the party to hopefully get enough votes for him to get the consensus. But if you're the president of the United States, you don't want to kind of say, "Okay, well, I'm going to be House Speaker. I know people who've actually had conversations with the president about it who thought, oh, this might be a good idea before he announced he was running for president and he didn't have any interest in it. And I don't think he has any interest in it now, especially now that he's announced he is running. And, yeah, there are some polls out there that show that DeSantis might beat him. But then there's some other polls that show it's really anybody's race. Um, and I think tomorrow there could be a series of things. I'm going to throw a couple of things out there and hear what you guys think. Maybe it's something tied to coming back on Twitter. Uh, maybe it's some sort of lawsuit. Think about maybe what could be coming after all the Twitter files that were released by Elon Musk, revealing how clearly Twitter was out to get President Trump, uh, that it didn't even follow its own policy, that it wasn't a January 6th something suddenly happening. It was just this overall, I can't stand Trump and let's try to find something and we just don't like him and let's just block it kind of policy. You sort of saw that in all those internal emails. That's an interesting thing. You could say that that was certainly voter suppression. Voters weren't able to hear his perspective. They also weren't able to hear about Hunter Biden. Maybe it's something like that. Um, Maybe there's some interesting other development. I was asking somebody, somebody threw this out. I'm just going to throw it out to you. What about him bringing some deal to bring Paul Whalen home? 
Can you imagine that? Wow. That would be an interesting thing. Imagine that whole thing with Brittany Griner, remember, in the Merchant of Death, that terrible deal that Biden did. Uh, what if Trump, as sort of a private citizen, somehow pulls something out of his hat? Who knows? It could be something interesting, guys. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And, of course, in the middle of all this, there's all these other wild dynamics. We know that the January 6th committee... Uh, led by Benny Thompson and wannabe Democrat Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger and all those others, they have said that their final uh, report is going to be coming out next week, next Wednesday, and that on Monday they will do their final public hearing of the January 6th committee. That's going to take place uh, 1 o'clock Eastern time on Monday, and they say at that point they will vote on potential criminal referrals to the Department of Justice. My gut is they're going to do a referral for a criminal charge against President Trump. They are not the ones who can do the charging. They can just make a referral, and then it would go to the Department of Justice, which you know uh, can't wait to indict Trump. They'd love to indict him for jaywalking. So you know what? They're, they're going to certainly follow. Oh, uh, you found something good. We're, we're going to go with it. So I wouldn't be surprised. And they've even kind of hinted that there may be a number of people uh, that the president is not out of the realm for some sort of criminal, quote, referral to go to DOJ to decide about charges. But there could also be other individuals in the Trump White House that they say were tied to January 6th. Um, who knows where it's going to go? I mean, it's going to be a wild week. So what is Trump planning now, knowing that that may be coming Monday? He is a master tactician if you will a master chess player what is the chess move he's going to pull out tomorrow that could maybe swing that dynamics in an interesting way 1-800-848-9222 1-800-848-9222 first off here is his announcement and it's in sort of classic trump form it's a uh, trump sort of the superhero take a listen to this America needs a superhero. And then it says, announcement coming tomorrow. So where is Clark Kent? Where's Lois Lane? Where are they? What is he coming to the rescue of, guys? And Kellyanne Conway, of course, who was his campaign manager led that very, very successful race, as you know, for him for president. And she says, you know what, despite some of these polls that are up and down, she has no doubt that Trump is full steam ahead with his presidential bid. And all these others are sort of Trump light. Take a listen. I think with Donald Trump, the one thing he's got going for him, he's done the job before. But the thing is going for him, every time something happens, people say that doesn't surprise me. It's Donald Trump. People are going to be very surprised when they get to know some of these candidates. I predict that because it always happens Mm. with every candidate. It's not about any particular. They'll say, I didn't know that about him. I didn't know she felt that way. So I think that people are always on a blind date with candidates they don't know well. And eventually the doorbell rings and you have to answer the door. Eventually, the doorbell rings and he is a known quantity and he can now say, listen to my numbers. And also he can say, look at all the attacks and everything else I've had to deal with. And I'm still standing. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Phil. Line two. Phil, what do you think is coming tomorrow with this announcement by Trump? Uh, Three 
Three good guesses, very good guesses, based upon my own research and a couple of other people. First of all, Elon Musk owns Twitter. Donald Trump and Elon Musk are friends. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, he is going to take up a lot of space on Twitter and get a lot of endorsements. Why? Because the second point is that Donald Trump will announce that he's forming a new party. So he's got sick and tired of the Republicans who are in there now. You know, there's the swamp Republicans, people like Mitch, Mitch McConnell and the rest who do nothing. He's sick and tired of the Democrats who screw this country up into the grave. He will start a new party. And I guarantee you, at least, at least 50 million people in this country will flock to him. That's 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 a guaranteed bet. Uh, my 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 logic comes from, you know, some careful investigations of this, because if you want to get ahead, you've got to divorce yourself because both parties are bad. The Democrats are bad. The Republicans are the McConnell, et cetera are all bad. And, and, and by, by the, way, the way, and, and Phil, by the way, hang on, I'm going to have you hold on because I want to have you react. It's interesting you said exactly what you said, and I'll get you to respond, Phil. Um, Senator McConnell, I couldn't believe that he said this comment, um, basically blaming the loss of races on candidates that were involved and, and basically saying, you know, Trump's to blame because these were Trump-backed candidates. Uh, but this is what McConnell said, and a lot of people in the party are outraged with McConnell, just as you said. Take a listen. And I do think we had an opportunity to relearn one more time. You have to have quality candidates to win competitive Senate races. We went through this in 2010, 2012, Christine O'Donnell, Sharon Angle, Todd Aiken, Richard Murdoch, and unfortunately revisited that situation in uh, 2022. Our ability to control the primary outcome was quite limited in 22 because of the support of the former president proved to be very decisive in these primaries. So my view was, do the best you can with the cards you're dealt. Hopefully in the next uh, cycle, we'll have quality candidates everywhere and a better outcome. That is an outrageous comment, Phil, uh, from a guy who pulled money uh, to go up against Kelly Chewbacca, by the way, in Alaska, who was ahead of Lisa Murkowski by a landslide. And guess what? He pulled money from Blake Masters, so Lisa Murkowski, so he could put money in Lisa Murkowski to, like, undermine the leading candidate on the Republican side. I mean, this guy is like he's playing all sides, Phil. Well, yes, yes, of course. The guy is the guy is a, a worthless piece of God knows what. But the point is, it's not Trump's fault because look at Walker. Look at Walker. That guy was on the razor's edge. He was short by maybe maybe point zero zero three percent of the vote. He was a superior candidate. He almost won. He was so close. So close, you couldn't put a sliver of paper in between the difference between him and, and the other guy. But my, my, my more final important point is you want to stop border illegal immigration? It's very simple. What you do is on the Texas state side of the, of the border, not on the federal land, on the Texas state side, you dig a hole eight feet wide, 10 feet deep. And on the 
American side, you put a fence so people don't fall in who are citizens, and you let these people face the inevitable fact of how the hell you get across a hole that's 10 feet deep and 8 feet wide. They can't do it. There's no way physically possible. No, okay. but, you know, but you know what's happening, Phil, as we're talking about just uh, quickly on the border issue? They are talking about now doing some migrant flights. Uh, they're asking the Biden White House doesn't even say you even have to go through the border. We're going to make it easy for you. Uh, they're talking potentially. The Wall Street Journal had the story of at least from four countries, uh, Nicaragua, uh, Cuba and a couple others, where essentially they can go from their home country if they're sort of cleared through a few, then maybe not even cleared, look at the way they've been handling it, they're going to send you on a flight right to America. Why would you waste your time traveling, you know, through dire circumstances for days or weeks? Uh, so they'll find a way to get around it. They, they you know, they don't care. I, and that's a sad reality, Phil. How sad happen. is that? It won't happen. It cannot happen. Because if you look at FAA guidelines and, and other guidelines, you cannot, you cannot use a licensed aircraft for the transportation of people here in that manner. It's not permissible. There's no captain who's going to jump into the cockpit and say, let's go. It's not going to happen because they know their job is over and done with and they could be prosecuted. Yeah, unless, although if the Biden administration allows it, Phil, it is a whole different game. And it's coming from the Biden administration considering to do this, which is just it's unconscionable. I hear you. And to me, it is just shocking, shocking, shocking. Um, Let's go to let's go to Mark from Kansas. Line six. Mark, your thoughts about all this. Hey, kid. Uh, I think Trump should be nominated Speaker of the House just for one day so he can turn around and tell Nancy Pelosi she's fired. Ah, I love that. Actually, you're right. That would be great. And think about him, by the way. Think about if he was in control, Mark. You know, that would be wild. He'd be like, okay, here are the investigations we're going to do. I'm going to subpoena the documents of when I was in this conversation on January 6th that you didn't use. And then I would like the documents from this thing that you didn't bring up on that other hearing. And then let's do, like, it would be sort of the real side of the other side of the discussion. He would have a field day, Mark. He could stand up there at the podium at the greatest show on earth. It's the biggest circus in the United States, the greatest, the biggest venue for anything. Uh, as you well know, it's opening day of Congress. He's up there at the speaker's He walks up to the podium and they pass him the gavel. He could turn around and bang the gavel, tell her to get off the podium. You're fired. And then take the truck, then pull out a sheet of papers, all the, the warrants, the, the charging documents that he's being charged with and tear them up in front of Nancy and say, here you go. That's awesome matter. Yeah, payback, huh? Payback. Mark, thank you very, very much. Payback is a tough thing. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. You heard what Mark thinks. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Here on the Rita Cosby Show, you can never go wrong with a little Run Run Rudolph. That is such a fun song. And one thing that we're all wondering is, what does Trump have up his sleeve? He says he's got a superhero announcement tomorrow. What could it be? Everybody is wondering. He does this sort of classic tease with the 
Clark Kent sort of music in the background and says, stay tuned. Everybody's going, what is going on? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norm, line eight. Uh, Norm, your thoughts about all this? Yeah, Rita, I I don't believe that he's going to announce that he's running for Speaker of the House. He's he's too big. He's too big for that. He's not going to he's not going to play some little kitschy game like that. But I, I do believe that he's going to initiate some sort of counteroffensive strike on this January 6th committee, like a lawsuit or something like that. Or it could be picking a vice presidential pick. Maybe he's going to pick Rita Cosby. I don't know. Oh, Something or like Norm, that. or Norm. Maybe he. Maybe uh, I, oh, could I be. don't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know Norm. Although the, I'll tell you what, here in Lamar, I think there's a candidate for you. My God. Oh, Lamar My has God. got passion uh, through the roof. Oh, don't man. you think? I feel, like I, I feel like I was sitting, you know, like sitting on my like some southern plantation porch. Uh, Drinking a mint julep, you know, waiting to go fox hunting. When what I was about what about grits? Were you having some grits at the same time? Yeah, too? no, no, no. I, I I had a feeling Lamar. This the way he spoke was like this, uh, you know, Huey Long sort of very regal, you know, old Southern. You know, I can't believe he's from New York too. That's pretty wild. It, it guys, sure is. That that's, there that, are that, people in New York that sound like that. I, I know. Uh, Norm, I by the way, growing up in Canarsie, many people like that. That's and, for sure. And Norm, I was born in Brooklyn. It didn't sound like a Brooklyn yes. accent to me. No, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, um, so I don't know. So what do you think? Is is he gonna is he gonna have a counteroffensive strike, or do you think I'm uh, foolish? No, I actually think you're right. I think it could be a counteroffensive. It could be something against the January sixth committee. It could be something right. released to maybe maybe it could be Twitter related. Maybe he says he's going to join Twitter, or he's saying that he's going okay. to. Maybe he might even do a counteroffensive based on hey, I said. That, you know, that they were stilting against me. And here's the proof. Look at what's come out in Twitter files. One, two, three, four, five. I mean, it's been right there in black and white with, you know, Matt Taibbi and the others. So maybe it's something, uh, something there related. I think my feeling is somewhere in that realm. Uh, We'll see. Norm, thank you. You are awesome. You are awesome. Thank you. Let's go to Stan. Line four. Stan, your thoughts about this. Let's see. What will he announce? I got it down to three things, maybe four. One, he's finally decided, he looked in the mirror, I'm not going to dye my hair orange anymore. That's one. Two, wow. All right. That's a major thing for this guy. And two. Sounds also, like a major thing for you, but go well, ahead. Yeah. Uh, his yeah. brain power goes past his nose and as far as this goes. The second thing, I think he'll possibly pick two people for his possible cabinet. Kanye West. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, two people that he respects and admires since they're both racist, anti-Semitic bastards that they are, that fit in well with him in his cabinet. The third thing that he may do, which is even more important, he may decide to leave the country. I mean, if I was him, the question is what country would take? Oh, yeah, Putin may take him, and the Chinese may take him. All right, Stan, you said you had four. Where's the fourth? I can't wait to hear number four. Go ahead. He may become a co-host with Rita Cosby. And then, t- you know what? Because then, I'll never then call you, you again. The- I was going to say, then you could talk to him I don't mind day. calling you alone, but, but who are you? Forget it. <laughs> All right, so Stan, two things. First off, 
um, you know, well, hair and Kanye and Marjorie Taylor Greene and all the leaving the country aside. I think he um, might pick a vice presidential candidate. I, I don't, don't know who it would be. I mean, there's why plenty of people that? after. Why not? He has nothing to lose, right? At least people will see who he's thinking of, right? Yeah, I think it's a little early, though. That's no, the only not reason. With, this, not with this man. He thinks, you know, not, you know, you know this guy but as well. He thinks way in advance. He I does. He pick, and he could pick that lady uh, from Georgia. What's her name? The woman uh, who was his former uh, ambassador. Oh, you're the, thinking from South Carolina, Nikki Haley. Yeah, I forgot. That's yeah, her. I mean, there's a possibility. He may decide to get a, you know, get, jump on and start doing I mean, other than that, I don't know what he's going to. Maybe he's going to ask. Uh, what Elon about something? Musk. Hang on one second, though. What yeah. about something preemptive, Stan? Because realistically, like what? what preemptive uh, on what? Preemptive on on. Look at all the stuff that's come out. You brought up Elon Musk. All the Twitter files have verified a lot have of the things that nothing have verified. Nothing. Hold on a second, Stan. You're actually inaccurate. They have clearly said, and they've come from Barry Weiss, who's a former New York Times reporter, uh, Matt Taibbi, all these people, independent journalists, who have said they clearly show a concerted effort within Twitter to suppress Trump and also clearly suppress Hunter Biden. Trump said it all along, and so it's verified what he has been saying. So maybe there's something interesting there. He said it's in the form of an announcement. But, Stan, clearly he was downplayed and the evidence shows it. That's irrefutable, Stan. You, you've seen the headlines, too, you know. Uh, I've seen the headlines, but we'll see what that does. Uh, as far as Hunter Biden, I think there's a whole lot of nothing there. Well, I think there's a lot of nothing in terms of his talent as a painter, and I think there's a lot of nothing in terms of his talent as a businessman. That's why I want to know why he made millions upon millions. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, a powerful story coming from Tennessee, where a 12-year U.S. Army veteran and also a Northeast State Community College student received a gift right in time for the holiday season. The Northeast State Foundation and Technologies Division awarded David Hayward of Mount Carmel, Tennessee, with a 2007 Kia Optima car that sports new parts, uh, an engine, tires, fluids, and other repairs. The college's automotive program uh, saw that the $3,800 market-valued car was reconditioned for a fellow student and able to drive away in good fashion. Hayward said that the award was so much needed as one of the family's cars needs a lot of repairs. He said it was a blessing. My business card says nothing shared is ever wasted. And when you serve, it comes back to you. This is proof. Uh, By the way, the head of the division said that they are proud and honored to have the opportunity to support our student veterans any way that they can. By the way, everybody, as you know, the holidays are here And boy, is it time to make a difference, especially for our veterans and first responders and also, of course, their families. This holiday season, the Red Apple Audio Network is teaming with the great Tunnel to Towers Foundation for their annual holiday radiothon. I'm honored to be a part of it. I'm going to be with you part of the day tomorrow. And during the day tomorrow on Thursday, December 15th, 
from 6 a.m. to noon Eastern Time, help us raise money for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Season of Hope. All the money that is raised is going to bring hope to America's military and first responder heroes and their families this holiday season. And guess what? You don't have to wait till tomorrow. You can do it right away. Right now, you can donate $11 a month or more if you wish. Go to T number two T T two T dot Rita Cosby online dot com. Happy holidays, everybody. And thank you so much from the Red Apple Audio Network and Tunnel to Towers. They are such an incredible organization. They do so much good year round, creating these smart homes so injured veterans and first responders can live a sustainable life and not be dependent on others. It's amazing what they have done. And these mortgage-free homes are absolutely incredible. What they have done to give these families hope and give them opportunities. And again, also severely injured first responders and veterans, also smart homes, is really incredible and so inspiring. This is an amazing organization. If you're looking to do something special this holiday, this is it. Happy holidays, everybody, and thank you from the Red Apple Audio Network again and Tunnel to Towers. And to check it out again, go to t2t.ritacosbyonline.com and make a difference for America's great, great heroes. Well, we're talking about President Trump, who says he is going to make a major announcement tomorrow. He put sort of this theme of uh, Superman if you will, tied to this big announcement. Everyone's wondering, what is it? Is he saying he's going to run for House Speaker suddenly? Uh, Is he saying he's going to go back on Twitter? Is he going to file some preemptive strike across the January 6th committee or against also Twitter, the company somehow, maybe some of the former bosses? What about Jack Dorsey, who, remember, he testified, oh, no, we're not shadow banning. We're not diminishing people. Clearly, they were. So there's some interesting things that he could do. The Hunter Biden case. I mean, my goodness, the obvious evidence now that Hunter Biden, that story was suppressed prior to the 2020 election, while they were also suppressing President Trump's tweets. So he couldn't they couldn't be shared. They couldn't be liked. You couldn't comment on them. We saw it clear as day in the writing, despite what Stan was just claiming. uh, It was clearly there that they were doing this while pretending that they were like a balanced site. So he could have maybe some interesting case against maybe the former bosses of Twitter. And boy, it could be really interesting to see what happens. How do you get, how do you recompense what happened to him in the 2020 election? And what happened to the American public where they didn't get all the information? It wasn't a fair balance. Clearly, Twitter was so weighted toward the Democrats and Biden and diminishing anything negative about Biden And diminishing almost anything positive about Trump. And the whole time, the Ayatollah of Iran has been out there saying death to America, uh, death to Israel. And he's still on Twitter. I I mean, it's an interesting case. Actually, I think Trump may have some very interesting legal avenues. And in the meantime, the January 6th committee is planning on doing legal avenues of their own. They have announced in the last few days that on Monday, midday, that will be their final public hearing. And at that point... They say they will vote for potential criminal referrals, and then it will go to the Department of Justice. So there could be some criminal referral coming against President Trump, against other people in the White House. And if you listen to Adam Shifty Schiff, 
who, of course, uh, always has been trying to bring down President Trump from day one with the whole Russia collusion debacle. Remember that old one? He says they're damned and determined. He thinks there will be referrals coming on Monday. So Trump could be doing a preemptive move. Take a listen to what Adam Schiff had to say. Is there a consensus on whether to send a referral for criminal prosecution to the Justice Department? And would doing that be anything more than symbolic? Uh, you know, I think we are in common agreement about what our approach should be. I'm not uh, ready or authorized at this point to tell you what that is. Uh, we are, as a subcommittee, um, several of us that were charged with making the recommendation about referrals, going to be making that recommendation to the full committee today. Um, we will be releasing our report, I think, around the 21st. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will include whatever decision we've made on referrals. And he says that there is some clear evidence. He didn't necessarily say for sure it's the president, uh, but here's cut 27, where he essentially says, you know what, we have found the golden goose. Take a listen. What I can tell you about the process is we're looking at what is the quantum of evidence that we have against individuals? Uh, What is the impact of making a referral? Uh, Are we going to create some suggestion by referring some that uh, others, uh, there wasn't sufficient evidence? when we don't know, for example, what evidence is in the possession of the Justice Department. So if we do make referrals, we want to be very careful about how we we do them. Um, But I I think we're all certainly in agreement that there is evidence of criminality uh, here, uh, and we want to make sure that the Justice Department is aware of that. Uh, We're not all in agreement on that. Uh, Clearly, Adam Schiff is, and clearly uh, the wannabe Democrats, Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, would love to see that, too. So I, I, my gut is they're probably going to move forward. So Trump knows that. And now he has this major announcement coming tomorrow. So what do you think this announcement is going to be? Uh, clearly, the liberal media is not doing Trump any favors. They can't stand him. And listen to what this political analyst had to say on MSNBC in the last 24 hours. Boy, uh, he makes Stan look like, uh, like he's the campaign manager for Trump. I don't I try not to give voters too much credit for thinking about things like electability, but it's hard not to look at Donald Trump and just see the stench of loser on him. Lost the House in 2018. He lost reelection. All of his candidates in 2022 didn't fare very well. So I think voters are looking at him and saying, I just don't know that I can trust this guy can actually beat Joe Biden. That's actually not true, because a number of the people that he endorsed actually did very well. And many of them wouldn't be where they are if they didn't get the endorsement from Trump. Including, by the way, Ron DeSantis. Uh, let's talk about years ago, not just this recent one, but clearly the race prior to this. Uh, if Ron DeSantis didn't have Trump, he was losing before Trump stepped in and said, oh, no, I'm going to back this guy. And then it catapulted Ron DeSantis. But Ron DeSantis was trailing in not this race, but the one prior. And until suddenly Trump came in and helped him, that's what catapulted Ron DeSantis. And many of the candidates, by the way, even in this last race in particular, uh, the last one in the midterm. So that's a bunch of hogwash, but that's what they think. That's what they clearly are thinking, and that's clearly what is on their mind as they're going into this final hearing on January 6th. Uh, Don't ever count Trump out. I mean, this guy is still standing after everything he has taken. Can you think of any other candidate, almost in American history, that's had to deal with the kind of stuff uh, of late? that Trump has had to deal with from all these legal challenges and all these other things. And yet he is still fighting and still determined. And I would not count him out, even though you look at some of the polls, clearly DeSantis is doing better than he is in some of these polls. There's a 
a couple different ones that have come out. One of them is a USA Today. And then there's another poll where DeSantis is ahead of him. But that's just early on. Uh, Wait do you see. It could be mano a mano when you see if it turns out to be DeSantis and Trump on the debate stage. Right now, President Trump certainly is a very seasoned debater. And, you know, we'll see how that goes. Uh, You know, DeSantis is ahead. He hasn't even thrown his name in yet. Wait till he gets in the ring and gets a little bruised and battered by Trump. He was even firing early salvos. So can you imagine how tough and rough and tumble it's going to get if DeSantis does decide to throw his name in? So anybody who sits and says, oh, Trump is not going to be it. It's not it. Uh Uh-uh. Don't count this guy out. He is a fighter. And he's determined, and he will try to do anything he can right now uh, to do, I think, a preemptive move because he sees a lot of the evidence that came out from Twitter reinforces what he said all along, that he was being suppressed and that the election was stilted, clearly, at least Twitter was, clearly, which is a huge voice in favor of Biden. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Pete. Line 7. Pete, your thoughts about all this. Go ahead. What do you think he's going to announce? I read, I believe, I've been sticking to my guns for a year. I've been predicting it, that he is going to go for Speaker of the House. Ordinarily, it wouldn't be a good move, but in this case, we got two years of destruction by this Biden and Kamala, and uh, it's got to be put to a stop, and he could stop it. Plus, the other thing, he would become uh, president because he's the third in line, and if they have something, if he knows that must have something on Twitter on Biden and Kamala, and they get impeached, he goes right in the door, you know, and I feel strongly on that. I still stick to my guns. Norman texts me. He said, Nostradamus of Staten Island. And, uh, you know, I'm going to stick to my guns. That's my prediction. And tomorrow is going to be a big day with uh, 77 WIBC, with uh, the Sellers Foundation, and I'm going to make my move tomorrow, but what my intention to do that I discussed with you on a previous show, and I have a little more to add to it. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Hopefully I get through on the radio. If not, I'll do it with the Sellers Foundation right on Staten Island. Oh, beautiful. By the way, Pete, I'm going to be joining. On, on, I'll be on WABC uh, with my buddy Sid Rosenberg, and I'll be doing it from 11 a.m. to noon tomorrow Eastern uh, as part of the Radiothon. I'll be kind of the, the closer, uh, which is which is a fun position to be in um, with my buddy Sid Rosenberg. We both did, of course, the gala recently for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which was such an amazing, amazing event. Um, and I love this organization. I love Frank Siller, and I love um, honoring America's heroes and their families, too, especially. It's like, how can we say thank you enough to some of them um, who have lost their loved ones, uh, who were defending all of us. So I hope you uh, tune in, everybody, again, 11 a.m. to noon on WABC Radio, wabcradio.com, uh, as we do our Radiothon, honoring, of course, the great Tunnel to Towers Foundation and especially America's Bravest. Pete, thank you. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Let's go to Roy, uh, line six. Roy, what do you think Trump is going to announce tomorrow? That he's going to be a grandfather. But he's already a grandfather. Roy is already, you know, uh, Ivanka's got kids. Yeah, his uh, latest daughter that got married. That's all. Oh, no, I don't think so. But you know what? You know, I mean, it'd be beautiful if, he, if it's something like that. I think it's something else. It's something with him. 
Uh, so, but we'll see. She just got married. That would be awfully quick. <laughs> that, that would be, that would be one heck of a honeymoon. <laughs> but, uh, we'll see what happens. Thank you very much. Let's go to Teddy. Line eight. Ted, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? Oh, I think he'll announce that he's withdrawing because Melania doesn't want to go through this again. Uh, hey, I want to tell uh, Phil, hey, Phil, everyone at the City University, all of the City University colleges, I'm in contact with the political science departments. Ninety-five percent of the people who uh, that I've spoken to, you know, had contact with, think that Trump and uh, the Republicans are off the wall. They're Lex Luger types. You hear that, Phil? I know you serve. You're an intelligent guy, Phil, but you're off the wall. Well, Teddy, hang on, hang on, Teddy, because, Phil, you're referring to one of our past callers. Uh, Phil, by the way, is a veteran, so hats off to him. He's an amazing guy. He's definitely a patriotic American. Um, and I don't know if he really cares what uh, all these other people that you're talking about that you're doing some generic survey on. Um, but um, I disagree with you that you think that Melania, I'm sure before he announced in Mar-a-Lago, I'm sure him and Melania had a little bit of a discussion prior to that announcement. He's not going to like make an announcement and then suddenly his wife isn't happy about it and he's going to withdraw. That That is like definitely not Trump style. But but I like your passion, Teddy, and I always appreciate it. Let's go to William, line seven. William, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. What I would like to see tomorrow, Trump announced that he's going to sue Twitter for $44 billion. Now, why 44? Why'd you pay, where'd you get that number from? Well, that's that's uh, what uh, uh, Musk paid for Twitter in making his takeover. Oh, very but interesting. This, although although the a, past owners, past owners, because I think he's probably elated right. with, uh, well, with Musk, obviously. Well, here, here's what I would predict. This will all be a highly choreographed process by which the very next day, Trump announced that he's settling out of court for $1 payment and 44 cartons of files from Twitter revealing everything that the prior administration in Twitter had done to persecute him and everybody associated with him. You know, I mean, I actually, you know, what's interesting, William, you if I'm Trump and after some of the things that he has said publicly and you see some of the details that have come out of late, um, it certainly does reinforce his argument that the election was uh, definitely swayed. Um, There were people who came out afterwards who said, God, I had no idea about Hunter Biden. And had I known, I wouldn't have voted for Joe Biden because I didn't know there was even questions in his background like that. Um, So and Twitter is a massive platform. And by the way, you know, William, we have yet to hear to see what Facebook did, if they did anything, if Google did anything, uh, YouTube. We don't know. We just know so far what Twitter is doing because courtesy of Elon Musk. Um, but maybe he's going to open up Pandora's box. Maybe his announcement is where I'm going after this. And I'm also uh, demanding blank, blank and blank. Remember, we saw Mark Zuckerberg um, and we saw, you know, basically saying, yeah, you know, uh, they were calling me. They were asking, um, you know, saying that there was Russian disinformation. You know, it'd be brilliant, William. I'm just thinking out loud. What if he said, I'm going to go after those 51 former intelligence officers who stated that it was Russian disinformation and clearly didn't have that information? How did they make it up? They were defaming me based on what? So to force to find out who told them so this whole huge orchestrated uh, web could maybe unweave. 
It would be fascinating. William, great points. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. What will Trump be announcing tomorrow? He says it is a major announcement, and it could be a game changer. Is it a lawsuit? Is it that maybe he's going to run for House Speaker? Is it uh, he's joining Twitter? Is it something else? 1-800-848-9222. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And here is the announcement again, and I want to get your thoughts of what you think President Trump could be announcing in a matter of hours. Here he is, and he always gives hints. Take a listen. America needs a superhero. So what would make America feel like they got a superhero? Would it be exposing everything going on at the other social media sites now that Elon Musk has opened Pandora's box? Uh, Someone suggests maybe he's going to announce a third party. Uh, someone is suggesting he's going to say, I'm going to run for House Speaker. I don't think that. I don't think he would, you know, change the course on running for president. But what will he do that could be a game changer? Also knowing that January 6th committee looks like they're going to do some criminal referrals, potentially against maybe the president himself and others as early as next week. What could kind of draw a wedge and do the first salvo before they do? one 800 848 Nine two two two. Let's go to Sandy in Seattle. Uh, Sandy, your thoughts. What do you think uh, he's going to do? Well, I don't know about that. All I'm telling you is that we uh, we need Trump to save America because we're going down the tube fast. But anyway, listen. I think what they should do is rip up that January sixth hearing. People that that Liz Cheney. She's such a liar. She said that uh, Trump sat there and watched it on TV, and he didn't even try and stop it. They, Trump has proof, he has witnesses, that when he called her, called Nancy Pelosi to send the National Guard in there to stop that, she never mentioned that. Cheney never mentions that. She says he didn't do anything to try to stop it. That's a pack of lies. Right there, the government, somebody should rip up that whole hearing thing because it was all based on lies. They never gave him a chance to speak. Uh, the other thing is, is all these people that hate Trump, uh, you know, whatever they say, what they're doing is, is is they're committing hate crimes with their mouth because they don't even know, first of all, what they're saying. That man is all truth and strength. And the last thing I want to say is I'm hoping that, <clears throat> thank God we got Elon Musk in there. Uh, when you announced it last Friday about how he revealed that everybody, like these uh, in the Congress, FBI, and everybody was in it to get rid of Trump, and they, and they definitely, probably the ones that stole the election. They they had all this evidence, and he's got that. So probably he'll reveal that, too. I'm not sure. But uh, God gave us Trump. He's the strongest man in all the years I've lived. I've never seen anything like this man and how he stands up. It's, it's only strength from God that keeps that poor man going. He deserves it. Oh, and the last thing, I'm very upset with the, the ingratitude of people that he's helped, like, you know, just like... Uh, 
you know, what's his name? DeSantis. 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 And none of them, like that guy that called and said, there's nobody like Trump. There, That's right. Nobody can come close to him and his abilities and everything. And they've all turned on him. Even, uh, oh, there's so many of them. All of them. Yeah, they, they boy, you know, you're right. A lot of them sort yeah. of folded like a, like a cheap old suit, Sandy. And, and you're right. There is something to say that he brought them to the dance. And you got to remember who brought you to the dance. And especially... Uh, who else could deal with all this stuff? And, yeah, and if you think, if you're a Republican right there and thinking, okay, well, it's just Trump they're after, they're after anybody who's going to run against Biden or Kamala Harris, whoever's running next time, they're going to go up against that person. Uh, real quick, uh, let's go to Don in West Virginia. You have a few seconds, Don. Go ahead. What I would like to hear him say tomorrow is that he and DeSantis have patched things up and Trump and DeSantis are going to be the winning ticket for 2024. Oh, that would be interesting. So maybe he's going to say that would that would to me be the only reason to announce now early a ticket. Otherwise, I don't think there's any advantage, but boy, that could be a game changer. We're going to be covering it tomorrow on the Rita Cosby show, everybody. The Rita Cosby show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.